podcast members of the chamber is presented by Piper Foods and fueled by McCafe. If you're listening in your car, why not stop by one of Piper Foods' five McDonald's locations in Oakville or look them up on any McDelivery service. We thank Piper Foods for their generous support of our chamber and for everything they do in the community. Now let's get started. Chamber to season two of our podcast, Members of the Chamber. Oakville Chamber members, one story at a time. Members of the Chamber is a podcast. For each episode, we sit down with one member of our Chamber community and have a conversation. A conversation about their individual entrepreneur or professional journey, their job, and how they ended up where they are today. My name is Drew Redden. I'm the president and CEO of the Oakville Chamber of Commerce. We're broadcasting from the Stable Studio co-working facility located at 320 North Service Road West in Oakville, Ontario. And this is Members of the Chamber. Members of the Chamber is brought to you by the DiscoverAbility Network. DiscoverAbility provides tools, resources, and support to help local employers attract and recruit job seekers with disabilities. DiscoverAbility offers a free job matching platform to help you find the best candidates for your job openings. Are you ready to become a more inclusive employer? Visit discoverability.network to learn more. Kristen, it's been such a challenging time for the business community with so much information swirling. But, you know, I'm really proud of our chamber and the communications going out to our members, updating our community on the government announcements and support programs. Yes, there is a lot of information out there, and it can be overwhelming for some businesses. You know, you and the team have done a great job to ensure we are keeping our members up to date with timely and relevant information. Yes, and if members want to see a list of recent government announcements, they can view this on our website at oakvillechamber.com slash COVID-19. The page also includes a list of the financial support programs, resources for workplace health and safety, public health guidelines, and even marketing services. You know, and there are a number of great free programs out there to support businesses as they navigate through COVID-19, like the Recovery Activation Program, a fully funded federal support program run through the Toronto Region Board of Trade, partnering with your Oakville Chamber of Commerce. This program assists businesses with going digital. I know we've gone through the program, and it's been a huge help for our organization. Yes, just like our next guest, who had to transition an in-person film festival online. Let's bring her in and get started. Wendy Donnan has a master's degree in cinema and media studies from York University and is in her fifth year as a PhD student in the Communications and Culture Department at York University. As Wendy completes her PhD, she has been a part-time film professor at universities and colleges across Ontario, including right here in Oakville, at Sheridan College. Wendy is the executive director and founder of the Oakville Festivals of Film and Art, the only independent film festival in Oakville, Ontario. She has over 25 years of experience in broadcasting and independent production, and we're happy to welcome Wendy to the show. Welcome, Wendy. Hi, thanks for having me. Now, so Wendy, looking at your career, 
Uh, production and film has always been core to what you do. What attracted you to that industry? I think from the very beginning of my career, when I started out, I did a degree, as, as you saw, um, you know, in cinema media studies. But from the very first time I started working in um, television at TV Ontario, I knew that I wanted to be uh, a TV producer and film producer. So it attracted me because of the creative aspect of the work. To me, work needs to involve uh, my, cre- my creative drive, my creative energy. And I work best in that space. And I feel fortunate that I've been able to, uh, in my career for the many years, I've been able to harness that creativity in whatever work I've ended up doing. So yeah, it's a natural for me. Yeah. And you've had uh, some great experience, you know, across the industry. But what I'm curious about too is when kids are, you know, in high school or in university looking to enter, uh, enter the workforce, you know, a career in film doesn't always jump out as an obvious choice for some. But what advice would you have for someone looking to break into this industry? Well, I definitely think education is really valuable uh, for breaking into the industry. A lot of the students uh, that I teach at Sheridan and that I teach at other schools, I've taught at Wilfrid Laurier, I'm teaching at, at York as well, but a lot of them start working, um, you know, without having uh, a grounding in the industry. Other other students just start out on their own making short films and stuff. So I definitely advise that. Uh, just take your camera. Go and shoot stuff. That's, you know, my students always ask me that and I say, go and shoot stuff. But with the education that you get, especially Sheridan's got an exceptional uh, bachelor of film and television program and an advanced TV film and television program. So uh, the stuff that you'll learn there is from, uh, you know, seasoned professionals that have been in the industry for many years that can jumpstart your career and actually push you forward um, in the industry. I, so two pieces of advice. Go to school, learn your craft, and then start working on your craft on your own, just you know, doing stuff. Take your phone, go out and shoot a short film, do something like that. So let's dive into this school piece a little bit. And, uh, you know, Kristen and I are both proud Wilfrid Laurier University alumni, Golden Hawks. Uh, so, we smi- <laughs> so we smiled a bit <laughs> when we saw you did that teaching stint at WLU. But, you know, I'm interested in backing up a little bit more. Talk to us about the transition from a 20-year career in the industry to teaching. How was that for you? Sure. Um, it's really interesting because I worked in television for many years. So I started out uh, TV Ontario, uh, worked at the Weather Network, took a break and started doing independent productions for history, discovery, uh, did some work for TVO, uh, did a documentary here or there for the Weather Network. And then I started working and launched uh, the uh, Pride Vision TV channel back in 2001. So I worked in the television business most of my career. And then at some point after working with uh, Pride Vision, which morphed into Out TV, I just decided that I wanted to do something different. And I had taken a break and done some independent production. And I decided that that's really what I wanted to do for a while. So actually, I did uh, work as an independent producer for a few years. And then I realized that... Um, I had, I don't know, I just got bitten by the teaching bug. And I don't know how to describe that other than um, I started to like just teach. Uh, my daughter was really interested in, uh, in film and TV. And I found myself kind of teaching her 
you know, and then I thought, well, I'm, I'm enjoying this. I'd like to actually teach. So then I looked into, looked into that and, um, I started doing some courses on my master's at uh, York and, um, the film, I just got bitten by the film bug completely. So I had worked mainly in television before that. And then I got bitten by your find out everything that I could about film uh, on top of TV and then documentary as well. So right now I'm, you know, I'm comfortable with my career. I find, um, you know, with the teaching, uh, the film festival, OFA, um, I'm co-founder of that, by the way, with two other Oakville residents, Judah Hernandez and Stephanie Colbrook. We started it in 2014, so eight years ago, we just Oakville doesn't have a film festival. Let's start one. And and we did it. So it's kind of an entrepreneurial uh, drive there as well. But yeah, I just, um, I got bitten by the teaching bug. And when I, when I started teaching, it was at Wilfrid Laurier. That was my first job. You'll be, you'll be pleased to know. I, I developed a course and uh, taught it for a number of years called the business of film. And then from there, I, I, uh, I got accepted for my PhD and the rest is kind of history. I'm, uh, working in different locations. I have a variety of jobs that I enjoy running the film festival and programming. My most favorite thing that I do is programming the film festival and making people happy uh, watching films. So there's nothing that I can say that's more rewarding than having a career or doing something that is enriching other people's lives as well as your own. Uh, that's a that's an important message and i do want to get into the film festival here in a minute but you know i never had the opportunity to take film at university but i was always jealous of those uh, students that got to attend their movie screening as uh, their class each week but i know that a film course is so much more than watching a movie um Mm -hmm. you just mentioned that you taught a class called the business of film what would cover in the syllabus of a course like that well the business of film was all about all the business side of film. So it's more a course for the producer and the production manager, who are the two key people or executive producers that are actually involved on the business side of film. So what you're learning in that course is invaluable. It's basically how to get a project off the ground, you know, how to schedule everything, contracts that you have to do, the negotiating you have to do. So I'm teaching all about uh, the legal aspects, so from the standpoint of making sure copyright clearances are done, selling your project, so the marketing and the distribution end, which is a really interesting uh, area as well to get into, and and negotiating and uh, running a production and running uh, a successful production, setting it up as business. So all of those things, those tend to be the things that most film students, when they come out of school, uh, unless they've had a, a good course in, in business, they have no idea what to do. And and certainly people that, you know, start out on the creative end, just shooting their own projects, uh, that's an area that they know absolutely nothing about. And they tend to flounder for a number of years until they realize, I need to take a course, I need to find out how to do this properly. Because, you know, if you, for example, if you can't monetize your project ongoing, then you're in trouble. And you're not going to be able to monetize anything unless you have that background. It's one thing to uh, get a, a project off the ground, a passion project that you put everything into, that you finance with your own money. One time in your life, um, I can see that as acceptable. But uh, as you move forward in life and 
um, you're just going to get in trouble if, if you're in a position that you have to do that all the time. So that's what I teach my students for sure in that course. That's an important lesson. Um, shifting, yeah. to, shifting to Oakville, we're very fortunate to have Sheridan College in our community. Yeah. And uh, I'm so impressed when the Oscars come around each year and, you know, Sheridan has that opportunity to wave the flag and promote their alumni uh, that yeah. have been nominated or won. But what makes the Sheridan film program so strong? It's really strong because it's grounded in, okay, first of all, it's a university program which means it has the basic grounding in the practical side of film. So it's got both the practical, so the film teaching, the art of filmmaking, cinematography, lighting, sound design, uh, you know, the creation of the image. So how to be an editor, how to be a director, how to be a producer. But on the other hand, what's so great about Sheridan is that it teaches you to be creative and it teaches you how to, uh, understand the medium of film from a theoretical standpoint, but also, uh, you know, from a visual and a critical perspective. So it teaches you to, to critique work in the event that when you're making a film or a project, you're able to use the things that you learn there to actually make your project better. It teaches you, um, the history of film. And, and to me, the most, one of the most important things to be a good filmmaker is to understand the history of film, the history of communications, how how we've used film over the years, like going back into uh, when film first started in the around 1895. So it's really important to me at Sheridan to have both of those aspects. And the, the professors at Sheridan are seasoned, experienced professionals. And that, you know, they're teaching from a grounding in real life. They have many years of experience in their industries. They're at the top of their industries. And, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't say anything. Um, you know, I can only say positive things about my experiences at, at Sheridan. And certainly from the students' perspective, I find that students, when they graduate there, the reason they're winning so many awards is that they are the top of the industry when they graduate from there. I, uh, I work with Sheridan. I do a, a screening series every fall and winter with alumni films. And we've got films every year that have Sheridan grads attached to them that have, are winning awards at the top of the box office, a lot of them. Uh, I'm, for example, we're screening uh, Viggo Mortensen's uh, film, Falling, uh, which is a film about Alzheimer's uh, starring uh, Viggo and Lance Henriksen. A lot of people also are really surprised to find that that's a Canadian film. Mm. People look at, you know, they what? that's a Canadian film. Yes, it is. Uh, we've got some incredible um, Canadian films and lots of Sheridan grads work on them. So every film that we screen for this series has Sheridan grads uh, on the Q&A who actually worked on the films. And, and the, Q and, the, the films and the Q&As are opened up to the Sheridan community as well. So it's like a teaching ground for them, which is amazing. Yeah, what a resource for those students. Yeah. So, Wendy, you mentioned earlier in our conversation that you're a founding board member and programmer at the Film Festival in Oakville that uh, you launched in 2014. It's an amazing program that you built. Talk to us how this has evolved from an idea in those early days into an event that is really so successful today. Yeah, I think it really comes down to the fact that uh, we built an organization with a talented board of directors who were really passionate about what we do 
And so in the early years, as we were building, um, you know, a profile and a branding and an identity and everything, it, it was difficult, but we just kept at it because we were all doing what we just love to do. And to this day, um, I must say we're in our eighth year and Judah and I are both still on the board of directors and still actively involved with the festival. And Stephanie, um, has worked for us um, over the years as well. We just love what we do. It's, you know, an organization in Oakville, I think it's unique because, yes, it's a film festival, but we also, we're not just about film. We're Oakville Festivals of Film and Art. So we have dance, we have performance, uh, vocal performance. We've done photography exhibits. And, of course, photography is really the ontological medium that cinema was founded on. So. So we do so many different things. Uh, it's a unique organization. We have uh, film screenings with book launches. We we just did in September uh, a socially distanced uh, Canadian premiere for Jennifer Hoffman's film, Misbehavior. Now, a lot of people say, well, who's Jennifer Hoffman? Well, she was Miss World 1970, and she's an Oakville resident. And we have the Canadian premiere of the film in four theaters, socially distanced. And uh, book signing and everything, because she has a book uh, to go with the film as well. So there's so many talented people in Oakville, and we're just tapping into a well of talent in our community uh, to be able to to bring these things, uh, to bring events to our community as well. So yeah, Oakville's here, and uh, I think people love the festival because they get to find out all about all these great people that live here. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. You know, I believe the last event I attended before COVID really shut down all in-person events, you and I were seated at a table together, the Zonta Women's Day celebration. Yeah. I don't know if either you or I knew or thought that if COVID made its way to Canada, we'd be shut down for any longer than a couple of weeks. But with an <clears throat> event on the horizon for you, when did you realize that the 2020 version of the Oakville Film Festival was going to look very different than previous years? Well, in the first week of March, we had a board meeting, and I remember tabling COVID on the board agenda, and people were thinking, yeah, let's just put it on the agenda and talk about it, but, you know, probably nothing will happen. <laughs> and certainly, we, we set a drop-dead date of April 15th, uh, which was a bit late for us to, to start changing things, but we, we knew that we had to give it as long as possible to see what was happening. So by... I'd say the end of March, uh, the writing was on the wall, and uh, we quickly pivoted. So we had about six weeks to pivot completely from, um, and I had already pretty much lined up uh, the event, a live event mm. for the festival, and I had to basically pivot everything to digital at that time. And we did find that a lot of distributors were just not willing, a lot of filmmakers were not willing to put their films on digital platforms. So. We scaled back the festival because uh, of the difficulty of uh, just of getting uh, filmed and, and lining up things. And we also didn't want to stress everybody on the board. We became an extremely hardworking board uh, very quickly during that period. But we had a very successful festival. and We actually increased our web traffic and our social media from the year before. We, we'd had our most successful festival yet. And of course, for 2021, we're looking at a hybrid event, it looks like, um, digital and some live events. But we've managed to work with the five drive-in oh, okay, uh, this, this year. So last year in July, we uh, did the Canadian premiere of the Cuban 
um, at the five drive-in here in Oakville. Mm-hmm. We had an event with music and everything and socially distanced. And then we did a Halloween screening of making monsters and, and both were sold out. So we're looking at working with the drive-in again, uh, probably for some of our screenings. And we're really hoping that film.ca, which is our, uh, of course, it's our key performance uh, venue and it's our key theatrical venue is going to be open at least to be able to do some socially distant screenings. But it's really, it's just waiting to see what, you know, what the, what does the government say is going to happen? Yeah, so picking up on other events that have gone virtual, did you have other film festivals that you looked to when you were planning yours? Or were you so close to that COVID time of shutdown that uh, you really had to navigate it on your own? Well, no, I had already started investigating, so I was looking at what other people were doing. Because this happened so quickly, and the festivals that got impacted immediately, a lot of them canceled. Because there was just no way for them. The ones that were happening in March and April just said, we can't do this. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them ended up canceling. But there were festivals like Hot Docs. You know, there were other models of festivals that went online. There was the Canadian Film Festival that actually... Dead, uh ended up working with Super Channel and putting uh, their films on the, the Super Channel network for people to see them there. So there were all these different models revolving around the time, different business models, you know, that, that people were adopting. And we investigated a whole bunch of them and came up with our own plan. We had to we had to very quickly pivot and, and we had to evaluate four different uh, digital platforms. Uh, that we would use, and we chose uh, Eventive out of the four, which has worked out to be a very good digital platform. And we had just launched a new website, so here we were. Uh, it was just, yeah, really a flurry of activity and work to pivot everything to get the uh, the digital festival off the ground. But I I can't say more than you know, thank you, thank you to our board of directors. We've got an amazing board of directors. A lot, you know, everybody from the Oakville community. You know, Eric Vidal, you know, uh, Deborah <laughs> Barlow, yeah. yeah. Deborah Barlow's our treasure. Uh, Tori Nixon's been absolutely amazing. She does all our, our, our tech work with Eventive. Christine Leonard, also a community member and very active. Of course, Judah's still on the board as well. So we're, yeah, we've just added um, a new board member as well this year doing sponsorship, Shauna DeSalvo. She's also, Shauna's just uh, really excited about working on this festival and everything. So, yeah, we just got an amazing board of directors. So it makes it easier. <laughs> That's awesome. So I just have a couple more questions here. But uh, sure. what does the future look like for the Oakville Film Festival? Well, the future is um, right now, as I said, we're looking at digital events. We'll be very excited when we can go live again and only when people are comfortable enough and, mm-hmm. you know, that things open up enough that we can actually uh, do a live event again. It's also important to support our businesses in the community. So however we can do that, uh, we need to do that. And, and that means, you know, once things do start to open up, and if you can socially distance at film.ca, I'll be back at the theater the first week it opens because I spend a lot of time at film.ca seeing movies, and I don't intend to change that. You know, if businesses are responsible, then... Uh, we'll be able to slowly start going back and doing live things again. Yeah, we uh, during Halloween, we uh, rented the uh, Film.ca theater with our bubble and uh, watched a scary movie on Halloween this year. It was an awesome, Excellent. Ex- an awesome experience. Okay, yeah. <laughs> 
Now, Wendy, you've uh, mentioned on lots of great nuggets of advice throughout this conversation, but we do wrap all our interviews with the same question, and that is, what is the best piece of advice you've received in your career? Um, That's a very good question. I think the best piece of advice I received in my career was after working in TV for so long, I was nervous about making that jump, but a friend of mine just said to me, You've, you know, you've been in this industry for so long and you've always wanted to make a film, make a documentary outside of, you know, that institutional um, stuff because I was executive producing within the broadcast mold. So the best piece of advice she gave me was leave your job, go start your own business, start making films and, and, you know, doing the creative stuff you've always wanted to do. And that's what I did. And uh, that was really the best piece of advice I ever had because from there all of all of this other stuff has happened from there when I left you know maybe a comfortable job at TVO I it was a comfortable job and yes I was I was working in the television industry but it's not the same as being you know entrepreneurial being out on your own you know making your own creative project so yeah that's that's what I would say the most important piece of advice uh that I followed would be Well, I think that's a great note to leave it on. So thanks so much for joining us, Wendy. We really appreciate your time. Thank you. For members and listeners, thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to join us. If you know someone that would make an interesting guest on Members of the Chamber, please send us a note to info at oakvillechamber.com. We would love to hear from you. Make sure you stay up to date with what's going on at the Chamber by following along on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you to our producer and chamber communications manager, Kristen Curry. Talk to you soon, Oakville Chamber. Have a safe and productive day.